the new year is exciting and the beginning of a goal is exciting. And January brings a new year, a fresh start, a new beginning every time. That's what January is. January brings out our dreams. New goals make us want to get up in the morning and do something. The first 30 days are usually fairly easy without any huge hiccups or bumps to overcome. You know what I mean? But what happens when that excitement wears off? Because it will. That excitement's going to wear off. It might be a day. It might be two. You may get a couple weeks. You may get a month, but it's going to wear off. How do we stick to our goals? Hey mama, welcome to Goal Driven Moms. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel guilty, prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe, and I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I put my dreams on the shelf where they collected dust for years. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up. And I desperately wanted to find a way to create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can turn your passions into purpose by pursuing your goals God's way. In order to realize finish line goals, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey friend, welcome to Goal Driven Moms. I am excited for you to hang out with me here in August because we are talking all things sticking to our goals because we are a bit more than halfway through the year and I want you to think about what was it in January that got you excited? What was it in January that you decided you wanted to do? What were the little goals you made? What were your resolutions? What word did you come up with for the year, right? Go back and think about that. But now what I want you to do is I want you to think about how can you stick with them, okay? Have you stopped? Maybe you already have stopped. Maybe you already did quit on those goals. Are they something that's meaningful to you? Are they something that you do want to accomplish? I feel like some of you are maybe feeling a bit overwhelmed by the goals you set for yourself this year. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing this episode right now. All the things that you wanted to do, life takes its toll. And you either threw in the towel already or you're quite there on the edge of throwing in the towel. And I want to encourage you today. I want you to see that whether you've already thrown it in or you're ready to, you can pick that goal back up at any time and work through it in the season you're in with the capacity that you have. So how do we stick to our goals when that excitement wears off? Before we get right into that, I do want to share with you that this is a part of, this is kind of coming from my first book, Mind Over Marathon, Overcoming Mental Barriers in the Race of Life. 
If you have a goal or if you want one and you want to work on it and you want to see it through, you want to be the example for your kids. You want to teach them how to win. You want to teach them how to accomplish something. Then Mind Over Marathon is totally the book for you. If you haven't read it yet, I encourage you to go get a copy. You can find it at redhotmindset.com forward slash mind over marathon. You can also just search Amazon, totally fine. Um, You might have to put mind over marathon, Gabe Cox in there, and you should be able to find it easily. But if you haven't read it yet, I highly recommend picking up a copy of it. it. You can get it in ebook, paperback, or audio. So if you like to listen to your books, that one does have an option for that. But at the end of each chapter, I give some reflection questions. I give you something to, tangible to do to work towards your goal each week. And so if you are feeling that overwhelm, you just don't have the direction that you need, you don't have the accountability that you need, then that book is for you. So go pick up a copy. The other thing that I have for you, I have a 10 disciplines checklist. So if you want to make your goals come true, your dreams come true, I have a checklist for you that has different habits that we want you to create in your life that will help move you closer to that goal. Now they are not big monumental things that take so much time every day, but they are some things that you can look at and go, I haven't been doing this. Maybe I could add this one thing and see how it works. It's about adding those little things into your life. So I will leave a link to that in the show notes for you if you're interested in snagging a copy of the 10 Disciplines Checklist. All right, I think we need to dive right in. How do we stick with our goals when the excitement wears off? Well, it's quite similar to how you feel during a marathon. So if you're not a runner out there, if you don't run marathons, if you do, you'll understand what I'm talking about. If you don't, you'll understand what I'm talking about too. I promise. Um, Running is a, running analogies can be done by anybody. Everybody understands them. The starting line is like January, right? You're starting fresh. You're excited. There's so much excitement surrounding the start line. Your adrenaline's going. It's kicking in. The endorphins are kicking in. You know, endorphins make us happy. Running makes you happy because there's endorphins in running, right? So if you've ever seen Legally Blonde, you know that's how she came up with her little thing of why happy people don't kill people. So um, endorphins are kicking in. It's a new adventure. We feel great the first quarter or so of the race, which is about seven to nine miles in, right? We are good to go in that stretch no matter what. We don't have any obstacles really in that time frame, unless you didn't train at all. Maybe then you would. But there really hasn't been any major bumps in the road. You haven't hit any walls yet. And it's all about just going out there and doing it. We feel invincible and that's, there's really just nothing to it for those first seven to nine miles. However, we do hit barriers along the way. Many are mental that try to take us off track. The further we get in, the easier it is to quit or at least to have feelings of quitting. I know that for me, every time I run a marathon throughout the race, at least, you know, at least starting at 10 miles, I'm like, I'm never doing this again. I don't know why I'm torturing myself. Why am I putting myself through this? I have thoughts like that all the time. Every marathon I run, no matter how good I felt during the marathon, no matter how terrible. And then come the finish line, I change my mind. Don't know why, don't know how, don't know what happens, but that's just the way it is. But the excitement will wear off and it's good to be prepared for it or 
at the very least, to know what to do when it happens to you. The first few miles are exhilarating. You are running on adrenaline and probably faster than you expected. If you're not keeping track of your time and you're not very rigid with that, you're probably running a little faster than you should uh, because you have no idea that you're running as fast as you are because of the excitement, because of the adrenaline. But then you get some miles in, right? You get a quarter of the way in and you're starting to feel the pain just a little bit, just a little your mentally, your mentality is still, is kicking in. It's trying to tell you that you have a long way to go still. Sometimes you might even see some signs that say you're almost there. And you're like, I'm not even 10 miles in. What are you telling me? Right? So your mentality kicks in, tells you you have way longer to go and it's not sure you're going to make it. That's the same with our goals. Sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes we get a little pushback and someone asks us why we're working so hard or why we care about our goals so much, right? Have you ever had that happen to you where people just don't understand why you're doing what you're doing? Why don't you focus on your kids instead of working out? They'll ask. And then we start questioning our motives for our goals, right? Well, maybe my goal doesn't matter so much. Maybe running the Boston Marathon really shouldn't matter. It shouldn't take priority over my kids. Well, it doesn't take priority my kids. I'm just going to tell you that. But, but people will start making you feel guilty for what you're doing. And guess what? A lot of times it's because they're not doing anything. And if you're not doing anything, they don't have to feel bad about themselves for not doing anything, right? Okay, so there you go. That was free. Sometimes we give in to those people and we back down just a little bit. Sometimes we give in to that mentality and we give in just a little bit. Then another wall hits because guess what? Going after our goals just isn't easy. There are going to be trials. There are going to be walls. So what do you do when you hit the wall? How do you push past that doubt or that negative or that person who says you shouldn't be doing what you're doing? When you know all, the, all well and true that God has put you on that path, right? When we get even about to the halfway point of the marathon or you know we can kind of think oh we've completed half already awesome but then we kind of realize we still have 13 miles to go and then we start questioning ourselves how am I gonna do it and self-doubt comes in and you begin to wonder if it's even worth it do you ever do that I don't know if it's even worth it I mean even my last book victory run that I wrote, I can't tell you how many times I questioned myself when these obstacles, these walls got in my way. And I said, I don't think it's worth it. And I almost quit many, many times. But, and just like that, just like halfway through the marathon, that's what we do with our goals. We start questioning, why am I even going after this? Am I even worthy of achieving this? Maybe I should just go back to what I was doing. Maybe I should go back to being uncomfortably comfortable. <laughs> you know what that means? Like that means that we're so, we're uncomfortable where we are, but we're comfortable not doing anything about it because nothing great happens in our comfort zone. So we're just going to sit there. We're going to be uncomfortably uncomfortable. All right. Well, so now we're still running. We're still working through it. We got past a couple walls. Great. But the hardest part of the marathon comes after mile 20. Really, between miles 18 and 20, maybe 
runners hit what is affectionately known as the wall. Yes, the wall. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to make it sound creepy, but it's really called what a wall is in running. It's caused by unbalanced glycogen levels. So runners are really just depleting their energy and not all runners feel this. Not all runners hit a wall, but many do. And when we hit the wall, it's hard to press on. We don't have the fuel we need to finish. And so in order to press on, we need our mentality to kick in for the good. The last quarter of the marathon, miles 20 to 26 are crucial and they are completed all with heart. Okay, nothing good happens after 20 miles. Like there's no reason for us to run more than 20 miles. I mean, statistics say that, that there's no health benefits to running more than 20 miles, but 20 to 26 is run with heart. You have to dig deep and get mentally tough and tell yourself you're going to do it no matter what. And that is why running is so mental. And you know what? You have to figure out how to fight that doubt to stick with your goals. You have to figure out that mile 20 to 26 when it gets so hard, so hard that you just want to quit because you can't see past that mountain. You need to figure out how to mentally kick in and finish with heart. And with heart means that you are letting go of that control. You're doing what you need to do, but you're letting God do the rest right? Because if he called you to it, he will get you through it. He will equip you, but he's also equipping you to do something that you just can't do completely on your own. I even think about that with the marathon. I don't think I could get through that completely on my own. So in miles 20 to 26, we are no longer excited. We're just in pain. We want to be done. We're ready for that banana and the water and the chips and I would, ho I would love watermelon at the end of a race. And that negative comes in. It creeps in. It tells us you can still quit. You don't have to do this. You're torturing yourself, right? We just want to be done. But that's when it matters the most. How we finish matters. I feel like that's what the last 90 days of the year is. The last 90 days of the year is us digging deep and getting mentally tough. It is getting thick skin and doing what we know we need to do. It's getting back on the horse. It's getting our, dusting our goals off. Uh, you know, get that towel back. Don't throw it in. Our goals will not be achieved without the action backing them up. Marathons aren't run without miles of training. You have to have the action backing it up. We already know we're going to hit barriers. You probably already have this year. Have you given up because the only way you lose is to quit? And that's true. It really is. However, you can't win unless you go after it. You can't win without action. Action is necessary. And I'm going to tell you, mama, if you are in a hard season, if you're in a season with really littles and you have lots of diapers and you are on demand, if you're in a season where you're running kids around like left and right, like I am, you can do it too. You don't have to be all in all the time to go after your goal, to make these last 90 days of the year matter. You don't. 
You just have to be willing to put the action in. So look back on the goals you made at the beginning of the year. What were those New Year's resolutions? What were you wanting to do? Maybe you wanted to eat a little bit healthier. Maybe you wanted to meal plan so that you knew you always had a meal ready for your family. Maybe you wanted to add in exercise. Maybe you wanted to write a book. Maybe you wanted to start a podcast. I mean, whatever it was that you were thinking about this year for you that you wanted to do that you thought would maybe make a difference. Maybe you wanted to go volunteer your time somewhere. Um, what were you excited about? Because here's the thing, the race can still be run. You can still finish strong because the last stretch matters. The last stretch is what separates people. So how do we push through mentally in these last months to finish strong? The first step is to know exactly what you want and what you want to accomplish. We have to get specific about our goals. And just because you haven't completed it yet doesn't mean you're not supposed to. Don't let the enemy lie to you like that. Think back to the goals that you had. Maybe it was too generic. Was it too generic? Was it too broad? What I want you to do today is to write down specifically what you want in the last 90 days of the year. I know this one's coming out in August, so you have quite a bit of time left still, right? So I don't know why I'm saying 90 days but we are in the last parts of the year. So write down specifically what you want to do. So what if you haven't hit that goal yet and you thought you would? What can you hit? Maybe you're starting up a business and you just have the goal of getting it off the ground and having your first client. That's a great goal. Maybe you have a goal of losing 15 pounds. Maybe you have a goal of networking with X amount of people, right? Whatever it is that you want, You need to get specific about it. You need to get specific about a deadline and make that deadline December 31st. Finish this year with a goal achieved. Now, when you're creating that goal, I don't want you to think about things that are out of your control, right? So maybe if your goal is losing 15 pounds, maybe instead of writing down, I'm going to lose 15 pounds, maybe your goal is to just add in additional veggies every day and cut out the soda. And I'm going to tell you, that's going to help, right? But that's something that you can control, that you can do and make a daily decision and make a daily effort to actually work toward and take action on. And then the results can come. But if you're focused on the 15 pounds and you're forgetting about how do I do this part, right? Um, Then that goal isn't quite as Um, measurable. Like it's not some, it's measurable, but it's not something that you can control. You can't control if you're going to lose five pounds or if you're going to lose 15 by changing the way you eat, but you can control the way you eat. (laughs) Does that make sense? So I want you to kind of think about it that way. So that's step one. Step one, I want you to know exactly what you want and what, when you want to accomplish it really. Step two is to know your why behind the goal and visit it every day. Now, when I talk about knowing your why, I've talked about this many times on the podcast, but I don't want it to be a fluffy why that everyone else wants you to say, okay? I want you to choose the real why behind your goal. You may have to dig deep to find it, but it needs to be a why that gets you into the action mode, a why that will drive you to create a passion around what you are doing. It needs to get you out the door. Now, If you've ever felt that way before, like 
it's almost like Christmas morning when you were six, okay? That's what I want you to feel like <laughs> when you find your why. So you it, Christmas morning when you're six, you don't want to sleep the night before. You're watching for Santa. You're listening for sleigh bells. Like you are all the things. And also you get up super early, right? You're up at 3 a.m. And you're trying to get everyone else in your house up. When you have a why, a real why, every morning is like Christmas morning. You become really passionate about what you're doing. And you become excited to solve the problems and get out there and get things done. So what I want you to do is I want you to develop that why and I want you to revisit it every day. Write it down. Post it somewhere you can see it just so you can come back to it and remember, oh yeah, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why I'm eating my veggies every day. It's because I wanna be super healthy to go kick around the soccer ball with my kids. Okay, so I want you to think like that. What in your life will change if this goal happens? Or think of it the opposite way. What in your life won't change if this goal doesn't happen, which would keep you uncomfortably comfortable and you're sick of uncomfortably comfortable? You're uncomfortable enough, but you're not willing to do anything about it. You're, you're, that's one thing you need to get to a place of being uncomfortable. You need to get to a place where you're just not willing to sit on the nail on the porch anymore like the little doggy does. Okay, the dog sits on the porch on the nail and says, this hurts. It's wailing a little bit, but it's not painful enough to get up. And they don't realize when they get up, uh, they won't hurt anymore, right? That's us. That's us uncomfortably comfortable sitting on the porch on that nail. When we step out into our comfort zone, out of our comfort zone, into the unknown with a passionate why, we realize, wow, we can actually do something. And we can change our circumstances. All right. So I want you to develop that why. I want you to revisit every day. In the morning, take out that specific goal and the why and look at them. Pray over them. Ask God to be a part of them. Ask God to take control of them. Ask him to tell you what to do with them, right? It takes work, but you will reach your goals if you do this. Step number three is to choose to do something every day towards your goal. This is going to get you out of your comfort zone. It's going to make you uncomfortable. But think about it. Are you? Is it better to be uncomfortable for these moments or do you like being uncomfortably comfortable? Do you like being uncomfortable sitting on that porch? It isn't easy to do something every day, but consistency is what drives you. Consistency creates momentum. Consistency is what will get you where you want to go. Being consistent in a marathon. What does that mean? Not going out too fast in the beginning and depleting all your energy by the end, right? Sometimes we do that with our goals. We're gung-ho and we're excited and we do all the things and all the things and then we burn out. Consistency is key. Consistency drives you to the finish line. Many will start fast. Few will finish strong. That was said by Gary Ryan Blair. He's the founder of Goals Guy. So he's kind of like me, goals, goals driven. But many will start fast, few will finish strong. So don't be one of those people. I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that it never gets easier. There's always going to be challenges to overcome. If you're going to make a name for yourself, really, if you're going to do anything that matters, there's going to be a challenge. There's always another level that you can go. But if we push through and don't quit, 
then it may not get easier, but we will get stronger. And because of that, in the long run, it will feel that much easier. I want you to finish strong. I want you to reach your goals. And I want you to know that you are not alone. You are not the only one sitting where you are. You're not the only one feeling the way you're feeling. You're not the only one with a little tug on your heart saying, I want to do this because it matters, right? So you are not alone. So I want to talk a little bit about why sticking to your goals is so important. It's important because you're worth it. It's your time. It's your time to rise. It's your time to say, yes, God. Yes, I will go, right? You are worth it because you are a child of the king. That can be, I mean, that can even be your mantra for the next 90 days. I'm a child of the king, so I am worth it, and it's my time, right? It's my time. I'm a lioness arising, like Lisa Bevere says, lioness arising. Use it. Let it drive you. When you're feeling down and you feel like you're not getting somewhere or when you feel stuck, then just stop. Look in the mirror. Look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, it's my time. I could talk for hours about this topic because it's so important to me because how we finish is more important than how we start. Our last 90-day stretch is on. So maybe it's more like a 120, 170. I don't know how many days we have left in the year, but it's on, you guys. It's on. This is what matters. Your goal matters. Don't let yourself talk yourself out of your goal. Don't let anything or anyone else talk you out of finishing this year strong. Because once you get to that finish line, like I do in the marathon, you're going to say, woo, let's do this again. And you're like, what? Did that just come out of my mouth? <laughs> the whole time I was running, I was saying, I will never do this again. But that happens when you finish a goal, right? Everyone's race is going to look different. Your race looks different than your neighbor's, okay? So don't look to the left or to the right. Throw some blinders on so you can't see what everyone else is doing. Don't compare what you're doing to anyone else. Your race is unlike anyone else's. God is calling you to something unlike anyone else. Your race matters. The fact that your race is different than anyone else's is actually why it matters. There is a purpose to you finishing the race. You were called to something specific so that God could use you and further his kingdom. Just do it. Whatever he's calling you to, if it's to get healthy so you can stay healthy for your family, so you can be present, so you can, um, or maybe, maybe he's calling you to the missions and you're like, what, what am I doing? He's calling you to write a book. He's calling you to whatever. Just choose to run your race and finish 2022 strong. Okay. So here are your three steps to sticking to your goals. Step number one is to know exactly what you want and when you want to accomplish it. Step two is to know your why behind the goal and visit it every day. And step three is to choose to do something every day toward your goal. So what I want to ask you, what I want to finish up with is, how are you sticking to your goals? How are you going to finish the year strong? Are you willing? I want more than anything for you to take what you wanted to do this past year 
and actually realize it and know it can happen for you. You can change your circumstances. You can change the direction of your life by saying yes and allowing God to lead you in it. That is all I have for you today. If you want to dive more in, I encourage you to pick up Mind Over Marathon, Overcoming Mental Barriers in the Race of Life. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Pick up the 10 Disciplines Checklist to help you add these little minor habits into your life. They will change your life. I promise you that. But I am excited to hang out with you next week. If you want to talk a little bit about what goal you're going to accomplish, come hang out with us in the Simplicity and Motherhood Facebook group. We have such a great time in there encouraging each other on our journeys, on our unique journeys, in our unique seasons, and listening to the call that God has on our life and really being an example for our kids. So come hang out with us in there. Tell us what your goal is in this last stretch of the year. And I will see you back here next Tuesday with another episode. In all things, I pray you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.